the Better Budgeting Podcast. My name is Danielle Reese. I am a money coach and I am the founder of The Better Budgeting Playbook. It is my one-on-one coaching program for women and couples who have been trying to figure out their finances, finally create a clear plan so they don't have to worry about waiting on payday anymore. And I'm also the founder of the Financial Freedom Society over on Facebook. It is a free Facebook community. You can get in there. You can learn all about budgeting and tips in there. Check out the show notes. You'll see a link to connect with me on Instagram or Facebook, a link to the Facebook community, the Financial Freedom Society, and a link over to the Better Budgeting Playbook. Thank you so much for listening. If you would, leave me a five-star review. I want to thank you in advance for that. And then if you feel like it, please share this podcast with other friends and family that you feel like they could benefit. Today's topic is a personal one. It is all about the things that I would have done differently if I was going to have to pay off $60,000 in debt. Not that I want to, but if I had to, (laughs) these are the things that I would have done differently. What was the $60,000 comprised of? Well, thanks for asking. We have car loans, we have student loans, we have credit card debt, and it all added up to about $60,000 over the period of four years of paying that off. I will tell you though, I'm gonna be 100% honest, that 60,000 did not start at 60,000. It started probably closer to 40, And over time, before I learned my lesson with my finances and learned how do I operate with finances and how do I spend money and and manage it, until I learned that, it was probably closer to 40 and bumped up to 60,000. Because I would get in credit card debt, get out of it, and then get back into it. And I would repeat that cycle so often. And I would use big income times to take care of it. So tax refund, bonuses, stuff like that. So I'm going to give you the things that I would have done different. Now that I learned my lesson and $40,000 cost me really $60,000. So first thing I was thinking of when I was coming up with this topic was my raises and my bonuses. I would have applied that extra money towards debt, towards my goals. And I wasted so much money on, honestly, crap, I don't even know what I've bought at this point on bonuses and and raises and tax refunds. I would have took that extra money and put it towards my goals. But instead, I just, I just spent it on stuff, stuff. I hear it all the time. I make this much money, but I have no idea what I spent it on. It's because there's no purpose right? It doesn't mean anything to you. I probably went out to eat a tons of times. We probably went on a vacation. Um, I probably bought stuff off of Amazon that I don't even know what it is. There are times where you're going to spend money that's purposeful and you are going to remember why you spent it and the way that you spent it and how you felt when you spent it. And there are going to be times where you have no clue. And if you have no clue, that's probably telling you something that we need to organize your finances. So after I learned my lesson, And I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to get these bonuses and raises, and if I'm going to get this tax refund money, I should probably use it on something that is purposeful um, because I have no idea where it's going. So I created this rule where I would put 50% to debt. I would put 30% to savings, whatever savings goals I had in the future. And that doesn't mean just emergency fund, rainy day funds, like actual savings for things that we were working on. 
So whether it was daycare expenses or shoes for the kids or I needed something new in the house or I needed a new wardrobe, whatever it was, short term or long term, I would put towards savings. And then the other 20%, I'm going to use it for fun. And that's the Amazon stuff that is eating out. That's vacation. That's going on date night. That's all that. That way I was still making progress towards my debt. I was still going to be able to work towards those long-term goals and I could have fun while I was doing it. So for number one, I would have just done that sooner because I did do it, but I wasted two years. So if you are going to get a pay raise, if you are going to get a tax refund or a bonus, go ahead and use that formula. 50% debt, 30% savings, 20% fun. Number two, I probably would have stopped using all of my credit cards until they were paid off. I would try to be paying off a credit card, but still use it. And the emotional roller coaster of seeing a balance go down by $200 and then go up by $400 and then down $400 and then up $200 and like it is exhausting. We could call this financial abuse because I was literally getting my hopes up and being like, oh, it's so wonderful. And then I would see seven, eight pending transactions that would make it be an enormous bill and it was just financially it was just financially exhausting. So what I would do if I was going to do it all over again is I would stop using them damn cards. I would just stop. Don't do it. And even the stuff that's reoccurring, like I have bills that are reoccurring now, I would not have them reoccurring. I would just not do it personally. In my coaching program, I do have clients that are still using cards that have balances on them that we're working on reducing those balance. It really takes a certain type of person to understand kind of checks and balances. If I put $50 on there for gas, I need to make a $50 payment. And if I do that, the balance will still be the same today as it was a week ago. Some people don't know that. So I had a hard time with it when I was getting out of debt. And if I would have just stopped doing it, I bet you I would have saved myself so many headaches. Now that I am financially free and these credit cards are paid off, I use a credit card all the time. I can't even tell you the last time I used a debit card outside of an ATM, to be honest, because I love the rewards programs that it gives me. I love the security benefits because if they want to steal that money, like it ain't my money, it's somebody else's money, right? But if it's out of my actual bank account, oh my goodness, like now my identity is taken. Now I've got to figure out how am I going to get money in that account to cover those bills that were there. Like there's so many other things and I just don't like it. I don't like it. So I just use a credit card for everything. It's just an emotional roller coaster that I just, I would not ride again. No, thank you. That train can keep on going. Number three, I would have been more vocal about my journey and I shared almost all of our journey on Facebook at the time and that's kind of what catapulted me into financial coaching to be honest because I saw the need because I shared my story along the way but I'll tend to forget that not everybody's on social media and not everybody knows what you're doing with your finances so when we would get invites to places I would have a hard time saying no thank you because I didn't want to be rude 
but it would cost us money and it would put our budget way out of whack. I had some really great co-workers and this was not long after I had um, my daughter and they all wanted to get together and go to this winery and this winery, I don't know, about an hour 15 from us, but it was very local to my other co-workers. And I remember being like, oh, I really can't afford to go to this winery. I'm trying to pay off this debt. I'm trying to do this. And I couldn't say no. I just, I couldn't say no because I really wanted to do it. But I also didn't want to be rude and them not to think to invite me again. And we went to the winery. It was a lovely time. They had food trucks and they had, you know, yard games and all this other stuff. It was, it was a really great time, but it did cost me a lot of money to go because that stuff ain't free. And that's just one example of the many times that I made a decision because I really, really wanted to do it and I put my goals on the back burner. If I had to pay off $60,000 again, I would get really good at saying no thank you and it's not about them, it's about me and my goals and what I'm trying to achieve. The first time I really said no and I had some pushback was my family was going on a cruise and this was February of 2020. Their ship ended up being quarantined the first two days of their embarkment, departure, whatever you want to call it for a cruise ship. And I remember that was the time that my husband and I, we were really working on our marriage. We were really working on our financial goals and wanting to buy a house. And it would have cost us, I think, two, three, four thousand dollars for all of us to go. And when you go on a cruise, like you don't just buy a ticket. You're going to buy drink packages you're gonna buy activities and excursions and you're gonna tip people like it's not just a ticket so I knew that this was going to be a big ticket item and that was the very first time I put my foot down I was like no thank you I wanted to go do it I really did but I didn't want to push back any more goals and I think that was a big turning point for me and my finances on the DISC personality, I am a strong I, which means influencing, inspiring. I love being around people. I love hanging out with people, but I also love my me time. So I'm a people pleaser. And if I have to tell people no, it brings inner conflict in me. And I had a really hard time doing that when I was trying to pay off debt because I did want to go do all the things with all the people, but it wasn't going to get me any closer to my goal. So if I had to do it all over again, I would just learn how to say no. The last one might be a little controversial. How am I going to put this? I'm, I'm just going to come out with it. I would not drink the Kool-Aid with Dave Ramsey. Um, I spent a lot of time listening to his podcast and reading his book and following his system, it worked for me. It did not work for my family. And if you know about this system, it is all or nothing. And he will even say and mock people that kind of follow his program and they call him Dave-ish people. And just that theory, if you're going to mock people that don't follow your program to a T and you mock them, mm, it ain't cute. It ain't fun. Like it's 2023. You're like, we're all about empowering people and helping people. Mocking people ain't going to get you there. What had happened is I listened to these podcasts. I drank the Kool-Aid. I 
believed everything he said down to a T. I had no need for credit. I told everybody that I don't need credit cards. I don't need a credit score. I can get a mortgage without one. All the things that he teaches, which makes it really hard to do. Like we, we work harder by following his methods. Also, I wanted to live life. Oh my goodness. Did I ever want to live life? Because I got young kids. I want to go do things. I want to have fun. I want to be able to go to a restaurant and, you know, not be penny pinching for years to pay off this debt. But really it put so much stress on my relationship with my husband because he ain't drinking the Kool-Aid. No way! He was drinking Michelob Ultras. I'm drinking Kool-Aid. And we had a really hard time getting together with our finances because Dave Ramsey told me this is the only way. If you're going to do it, this is the way to do it. And I believed it. I believed it so much. And when I started my financial coaching journey, the first time I was exposed to what coaching is was through the Dave Ramsey program. So I'm not going to sit here and dog on Dave Ramsey because he really did help me get my start and help me with my financial freedom journey. But man, if I would have known back then that there was other avenues and other ways to become financially free other than that program, I would have looked at it. I would have done it. I would have participated in those things. But I had no idea because he's just so mainstream. He's a big name in the households. And I had no idea and I didn't have that that initiative, that want to do anything different because he put on such a good show and he would do the debt-free screams and he would have people talk on their show about how they are financially and he would give advice and I, I related to a lot of that. So there was no reason for me to think outside of the box and think there was anything else. There are so many other programs out there and I'm in this mastermind of coach connections and there's 150 of us financial coaches. Uh, I call myself a money coach because I like it. I feel like the word financial is so mm, grade A kind of stiff three-piece suit wooden desk with tassels on your shoes. <laughs> I don't like it so money coach it is. But there's 150 of us and we all have our own unique programs and our own unique people that we work with. Me, I like women and couples. There's just so much information out there that could help other people, but we get washed up in the mainstream. So if I had to pay off $60,000 in debt again, I would not drink that Kool-Aid. I would find other resources to help me with my finances because a lot of it was mindset and I didn't have that support with the Ramsey program. I just didn't. And it's not his fault. That's just not his MO, right? Like his MO is for people to pay off debt and be seriously focused. That's not about changing money habits and going for the long term. And that's okay because that's what he does. And that's, that's his program. That's not mine. And that's not a lot of the coaches that I work with. It's not their program either. So let's recap real quick. Number one, I take my raises and my bonuses and my extra money, my tax refunds, and I would apply it for 50% debt, 30% savings, 20% fun. Number two, I would stop using credit cards with balances until I paid them off. 
Number three, I would be more vocal at saying no thank you to the things that put me further away from my financial goals. And number four, I would research different programs that could help me with my financial journey and not stick to the mainstream. So thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. We're at 260 plus cities around the world, which is insane to me. I am so blown away. I think I never really had an expectation. I just thought I would be just talking into a microphone and maybe somebody would listen. Maybe somebody wouldn't. I don't know. But I really think that this is taking off and it's so awesome to hear your feedback and to get to know you. If you need one-on-one help with your finances, if you love this episode, if you love the other episodes, you love my vibe, I would be happy to talk with you about your finances. Go to the show notes, check out the Better Budgeting Playbook. It is a wonderful program. We are getting so close to 100 clients served and, whew, and it's exciting. All right, y'all. Take care. Mm-hmm.